Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We continue with our short series looking at different passages from the Old Testament books of Samuel. And today we are in 2 Samuel chapter 9 as we reflect on the theme of God's kindness. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you and praise you right at the beginning of this time for your kindness towards us. You're a God of grace and a God of mercy, a God who is kind. We recognise kindness as an underrated virtue. And right now we praise you, we worship you, we give you thanks that you act in kindness towards us. Be kind to us again today. For this time, presence yourself with us and speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. So 2 Samuel and chapter 9. We read here of a wonderful character whose name is Mephibosheth. And I want to apologise in advance if I stumble over his name in the reading, Mephibosheth. I'm trying to practice. It's not easy to say. We may get through it, but we may not. His name is difficult, but don't let that put you off because he is a wonderful character and gives us a a real window onto the kindness of our God. We pick up the reading from verse 1. David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? the king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machiah, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. So David had him bought from Lodabar, from the house of Machiah, son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honour. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant, that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. 
You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. Wow, an extraordinary story. One and two Samuel are books in which battle features regularly. There is death and destruction, there is blood and gore. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm just so attracted to this glorious chapter. Again, it's all God's word and it's all wonderful and God speaks to us through it. But this chapter is so human and so gracious and so kind. We haven't said anything so far in these reflections about the friendship between David and Jonathan, Saul's son, but it was strong and deep. And David, the Lord's anointed, wants to show kindness to the household of Saul. And here is someone on whom he can shower that grace, shower that love, shower that kindness. Mephibosheth, one of Jonathan's sons. He's lame in both his feet because of something that happened at birth. And that may actually be a reason why Mephibosheth has survived and the rest of Saul's household has not. Here is someone who is lame in their feet. He is no threat to us, and so we can let him live. Ziba we also meet later on in the narrative, and he's not all that he appears to be. But that's for another time. That is another story. What we see here is the Lord's anointed showing great kindness to Mephibosheth. In a dog-eat-dog society, this man who was lame in both his feet would have had a challenging life indeed. He's vulnerable. He's almost certainly in constant physical pain He is enduring a difficult life, and he is saved by the Lord's anointed. I hardly need to bring out the application. If you've been following this through, if you've been thinking about the parallels between David and Jesus, you will be able to make the application yourself. Mephibosheth, in his lameness, is saved by the Lord's anointed. And we are saved by the Lord's anointed, by great David's greater son. We are saved by Jesus. We too are vulnerable. 
we too endure the pain, the sickness of sin, and perhaps other pain as well. Perhaps we feel ashamed about our lives. Perhaps we are enduring a difficult time even now. God in his grace comes to us in his Son, the Lord Jesus, the anointed King, and he recognises us. He shows us his kindness. He gives us super abundantly more than we deserve. Mephibosheth had all the land of Saul restored to him. We see the size of Ziba's household, the number of sons, the number of servants. They were all needed to work this huge area of land. God's grace is outrageous. God's love is over the top, super abundant, as I say, and so it is with us. We receive that grace freshly today. We rejoice, we exult in his love. And finally, we want to reflect that kindness to others. The primary application here, I think, for us is to rejoice in God's kindness to us. But there is a secondary application. We are to be kind to others after the pattern of God's grace to us. It's a saying that has become part of our public discourse. Be kind. In a world, in an era when you can be anything, be kind. I do believe that kindness is an underrated virtue. And as people who follow the Lord Jesus, who follow the Lord's anointed, who follow great David's greater son, we need to rehabilitate kindness as a virtue. We of all people are those who should be kind. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit and it is the pattern that is given to us in the behaviour of the Lord's anointed. We see it here in Jesus. We see it in David. Do we see it in ourselves? And more importantly, do other people see it in us? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the kindness that you show us. Lord, David was kind to Mephibosheth, and you have been so kind, so good to us. Lord, we receive your love, your grace, your mercy, your kindness freshly today. And we pray that you would help us to reflect that out to others. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Actually, we can't be anything we want to be in our world. But yeah, we can be kind, all of us, each one of us, every day. Strengthen us, show us practically how you want us to put this word into practice today and tomorrow and help us to do so in the power of the Holy Spirit 